So welcome everyone. This is week 12 and the final week of a remote radio during this time. So hopefully we can all meet in person, but this is, I think, I hope, I don't know, let's see what life brings. But, um, <laughs> the, the sort of final in virtual and it will be um, kind of, I'm really looking forward to actually meeting everyone for real. So um, let's check in and see how everyone's doing. So Malcolm, I'll start with you because you're just about to tell us. Well, uh, yes, I think I was just going to uh, comment on on, 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 on this plat on this radio, remote radio, really, um, as it's the last one. Um, and so a strange thought hit my head, and that was, for some reason, it's obviously very personal, but for some reason, rather than thinking, oh, well, when we finish this, we may start doing it live, so we'll be next to each other, and, you know, we could hug each other or whatever when things get better. In fact, I find this strangely sort of touching, and and I'm try doing this like this um, uh, uh, remotely, and and I, I'm trying to figure out why. And the only the only thing I can think of is that it's that that I can remotely I can see all of you as I'm talking. And when someone else is talking, I can still see all of you. And in an odd sort of way for me, that made, makes me feel even more connected than if I was doing it live when generally you're just looking at the person talking. Mm, that's interesting. And I, it is, because like at this moment, I, I, the fact that I can see all of you it, you know, takes me much closer to you than if I'm looking at one person I, um, or something like that. That's a bit mixed up. But however, or maybe this is just because it's an intimate group. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Uh, and you're not missing Sister P's hugs? I, I, I'm, I'm not, no, maybe it's because I'm, I'm not a, uh, I mean, I, I, I like being hugged, but maybe it's because I, I'm not a, a natural hugger. That this, seeing all of you, consistently for an hour visually for me ha has made me much closer yeah it's really odd but okay you know i'm okay with it well i do feel i've got to know all of you a lot better um than our kind of monthly uh, right yeah for sure for sure and because we've explored all sorts of topics as well so mm. i do feel that there is a yeah, perhaps a bit more of an uh, or a different sort of connection, but yeah. but it's quite it feels quite strong to me. Mm. Um, mm. So, how's your week been? Let's just do that bit uh, uh, very quickly. Um, oh, and Hyacinth, to remind you, of course, you can hug me when you see me, and I would love it. <laughs> and also from you, Donald, <laughs> Lucia, forget it. No, um, my week has been an uncertain week, and I think it all started from um, from Monday and the loosening of, of, of going out and groups of people. Um, I'm, I'm not. I, I didn't raise my hands in delight. I'm I'm still very unsure and uncertain of things, uh, uh, and I'm only pleased about one thing, and that is that I discovered yesterday that that I'm not the only person having very, very vivid dreams. Maury did a, 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 a Maury report thing, um, 
by going out and checking with people. And it seems, and it may be widely off the mark, but they get they gave just over fifty percent of people in 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 lockdown um, are having vivid dreams. So mm. it doesn't make me feel quite such a leper. <laughs> but they gave some into. Did you hear the reasoning? No. So. I think there was something on Radio 4 about it this morning. Oh. And it was, there were a few things, um, but I think one of the main reasons was people are sleeping differently. So um, perhaps more sleep, longer sleeps, but uh, more disturbed, so more anxious. Um, And then the kind of break in sort of natural rhythm so you're sort of your rhythm is different so therefore you're dreaming in a different way um and then a lot of the kind of i guess the um overload of kind of external you know that obviously the news and everything that's coming in um creating that kind of anxiety yeah feeding into 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 dreams mm. yeah um, but we could talk more about that. Um, Donald, how how has your week been? I've been, um, I have one day or two that I was quite, quite distressed, not only with COVID, but things that are happening in America, mm. not only because I've got family there and I'm, I'm from Minneapolis and all of that stuff, but but on the other hand, as I digest and process what uh, information I find out it's uh, you know it's change is painful and things so clearly have to change and so um, it's in on one level quite exciting about what or, or heartening or encouraging or you know there's a big fight that has to keep on to uh, to make make things better and uh, so that's that's kind of good but I've, I've had a few I had a, you know some shaky hours or times uh, I've had very good experiences uh, online and Zoom, as I was saying earlier. For, uh, I did a virtual death cafe uh, the same night that that's it was the same night. Cause I just looked in my diary that we last met uh, our previous session, and I I just didn't I didn't know I could take more virtual encounters, but it was such a good stimulating thing. Then I also did uh, earlier this week a four-hour session via Improbable Theater with what kind of future do we want? And there were, um, you know, 150 or something people there and, and it was broken down into small groups and, and it was so beautifully handled. Um, and so many ideas arose. And I realized that, that part of what this whole zoom room stuff is for me, it's, it's what, it's what I take away from everything. So I'm, I'm, um, uh, to, to use the improbable model, I'm a bit of a honeybee, and I love hearing stories, which is why I so enjoyed last week in particular. I, I love hearing stories. So it's it's what I take away and how how it impacts and affects me and and helps me move on in my own self-understanding and understanding the world. So I'm I'm quite grateful for discovering all this stuff on, on Zoom that I never did before. Um, and I also went to... Um, not only in light of lockdown, because I, I'm, I'm, I might have done it otherwise without official rulings, but I went to my friend Susan's garden, uh, you know, didn't go into her house, just walked into her garden. We sat together, respecting the distancing thing for, uh, in the sunshine. It was wonderful. So 
but you know, that's getting there was really tough on public transport. I just felt so like, don't cough on me, don't breathe on me, don't turn your face to me. I, I was quite anxious about it on the way up, but on the way back, the bus ride was fine. So, you know, different circumstances change and blah, blah, blah. So I've had, a, I've had an up and down, but basically stable, I can't complain kind of week. Thank you. Steph, um, can, oh, she's frozen, I think. Let's, I'll come back to her in a minute. Uh, hi, Synth. How has your week been? Um, my week has actually been really good because I'm actually sitting here thinking, um, what have I been doing? I think, do you know what? Yesterday and today were so busy just doing lots of things I needed to do in my business. I just feel, you know, when your brain feels like it's actually quite frazzled now. So I know I've had a really good week and I've done lots of um, things. And I think also... Yeah, emotionally it's been up and down because there's lots of conversations are starting around um, yeah, the incident last week. Um, I've been communicating with my friend in the States as well, actually, just to make sure they're okay. Um, yeah, and it's been a good week. I, I think I've been badgering on. I have to tell you all about a success. So I've been badgering on with my school, local authority, about supporting my son. No one could, you know, the, support him with obviously the iPad he needed for his GCSEs. I've secured an iPad refurbished from a charity today and I am now picking it up tomorrow, actually, because I've been speaking for 11 weeks since I locked down to all of you and moaning to everybody I know because it's fell so far behind. And yeah, just approached um, an organisation who actually have been securing iPads and laptops for children. Um, and because I'm not in a position right at this moment to buy him one, um, yeah, we've managed to get one. So I'm so pleased about that. I just thought that's been like a long battle, actually, just so that I can catch him up with that that work, that GCSE work. But yeah, everything else is good. Excellent. Well done on that. And um, it's it's quite nice to sort of check after all that battling. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> no matter how small, you know, it's like, oh, I've done it. You know, it was worth it. Yeah, I did. I must say, I did have to involve the local councillor and uh, the mayor, mayoral cabinet this week as well, and local authority people as well as the school. So I just thought, my God, I literally blanket emailed eight of them and said, somebody sort it out. It's been causing me stress for 11 weeks. This is what's been happening, blah, blah, blah. And within, well, it wasn't sorted out via them, but the local councillor is, um, I am having a discussion with her tomorrow. Um, but obviously I am, yeah, and with the school, I told them now, I've actually now managed to secure one outside of the school, obviously with an organisation. But um, yeah, hopefully it will just make people think about other ways of working with parents and children with special needs because it's stressful for everyone right now. But yeah. for parents who are teaching, it's stressful. And for parents who are teaching children with special needs with no resources, it's super stressful. Yeah, for sure. So that's my little rant. Looking forward to today's <laughs> session. Thank you. Um, Steph, we haven't seen you for a while. How's it been going? My connection is really bad. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear. We can hear you for now. If it if it cuts out, then I'll you know I'll move on. Give it a go. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just quite overwhelmed with uh, what's happening in the US, but also a reminder that it's not happening just out there. So trying to think ways how we can do things here on the ground locally. Um, still doing a bit of volunteering, which is always 
great um, to be around people and, and get out of the house. And uh, yeah, sorry, I haven't been on the on a few, few last sessions and it was actually after the first time we joined. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, we, we yeah. Um, are you, uh, have you gone back to work? No, not yet. Nope, still no. no work. So yeah, very confused about what we're supposed to be doing. And, uh, and every time I go out, I actually get quite anxious about the crowds everywhere in the parks. And so, so I'm kind of carrying on my own anyway, as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the crowds, especially around us, kind of in Hackney, um, yeah. it's, it's quite overwhelming. Just, I mean, when was it? I think I went, I went through London Fields on sun, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I just cycled through, but I was just like, what is this? It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks. Yeah, your connection is quite bad, but we'll we'll try and try and include you as much as possible. Um, Antonia, hello. You're muted. You need to unmute yourself. Yeah. Good evening. Ah, there you are. We missed you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I do not know. There's so much mixed messages, you know. I when they said the lockdown is off or part of it, uh, for older people, I do not know. I've been having a conversation with my friends, and they're saying they're staying put because they don't know. Uh, they're more confused than than when they said everybody should stay at home, you know. So, and that is the way I feel because you don't know what is normal now. You don't know how to go about it. And and like Malcolm said, you know, it's 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 more it's more confusing than before because before you know you you know that is going to come to an end, but the way that the government is saying um, and them doing something and telling us to do another thing, it's been utter chaos. And people, are dead. you just have to use your own wisdom. You just have to use your own mind. For me, I'm not, it's not about what I'm going to do when I go outside, it's what other people are going to do. Like you said, you went through you know, um, London fields, I see there is nothing going on, you know, and there's no clear guidelines and no, nothing whatsoever. So it's up to people to manage their own affairs, I think. You know, I'm not going to rush out and say, uh, I want to do this. Most of the time, like today, I've done a Zoom, maybe every day, almost maybe two or one. And I've just said, no, that my life cannot be like that. I don't want to be talking to be, you know, I, I want to feel people. But as Malcolm said, you know, um, it, this, is, this is really good because I can see everybody. Mm -hmm. And I, I can, I, you know, I, I, yes, we, we share cakes and we drink tea and we have pizza or something. 
this is, you're not making too much effort. So you are ready to, to sit down and just listen. If you have to travel to go somewhere, you might say, oh, it's going to take me this. What, how is the transport going to be? That is an added, you know, um, things that you don't want to take up in. I would like very much that even if we, did, we don't take this on board, we can incorporate it, say we can have virtual, what do you call it, sometime that mm. everybody, you know, that is something I would very much like you to, to uh, uh, put in mind, Lucia. Okay, okay. noted. We can, we, we can do this because it's more homely, it's more, you know, I, I feel really comfortable because I'm in my own home. Yeah. yeah. And we, we're still doing what we normally do when we meet. Yeah. Okay. I have taken that on board and um Thank yeah. you. Thank maybe you. not as regularly, but um for sure. Yes, yeah. I'll integrate yes. Um Amar, I haven't seen you for a while. How's it been going? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, sorry, I've just been Thursday's hey, been an odd, odd day. Well, it's just a busy day, it's not necessarily odd, although every day seems to be a different shade of weird at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You just uh, you got to roll with it. What else can you do? Mm. Yeah, so work's been picking up. It's been right. Uh, nice to be back on the call. I suppose nice to see a few more faces. I've been going out a bit more, so that's not necessarily as big a problem as it was a, a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, going on public transport's been interesting. I'm definitely going to put an order in for my mask. Mm. Here it's mandatory, isn't it? I saw something pop up on, on my phone earlier. Apparently everyone 15th of June, though. Why, why now? 15th of June? I don't understand. Yeah, well, it's they're behind the curve, aren't they, on everything. So I think there's, there's, there's panic ensuing and people are going, what the hell are we going to do? And experts, some experts are saying, now this is one way to make ourselves marginally safer on public transport. So you know, I guess I'll fall in, in line. I just cycle. I haven't, I haven't, um, I think I, I took a train once, but that's it. I've just been um, cycling. Luckily, I haven't had to face the... I was on a bus yesterday. Nobody wanted to go upstairs. It started out fine. There was like two meters distance between <laughs> And then everybody decided to stay on the ground floor. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'll go upstairs. Man. <laughs> Mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Hang on, Malcolm. We've. Uh, I've. You need to unmute yourself. You're speaking into the. I, I, I was just thinking that I, the other day. I was thinking of getting a kid's scooter. Yeah, I can see to you travel. Yeah, you can see me on a scooter. Definitely, definitely. On a kid's one. <laughs> Actually, um, um, I know you want to go into a subject. Can I just quickly mention something that happened in the park with a, a child um, about two, three days ago? It's something I hadn't thought about at all, hadn't crossed my mind. And that was, I was in the park, there was a couple with, a little, with, a, with their child who I subsequently found out was six months old. As I passed, she turned her head and looked at me very quickly. And that was great. So I looked at the child and said hello and started talking baby rubbish to the child. The child looked at me teeth and mouth open wide and eyes wide and smiling widely 
Wow, what an amazing kid. So I carried on talking. And as I carried on talking, the kid got more and more animated and more and more over the top. I thought, this is six months, this is a young child. I know some kids are forward, but this child is like, basically really wants to communicate with me on a really strong level. And I then said to the parents, you know, to make your child is amazing. I mean, she's really trying to really, really make contact with me. It's like she won't let me go away. And he said, well, that's because she's not seen another human being other than me or my husband <laughs> for six weeks. <laughs> and what, what had crossed my mind for the very first time, but all the things we moan about and all the, you know, older people and families and single people, and that is... If families have young children, uh, you know, just, just a couple have a child of that sort of age and they've been in lockdown since the beginning, that's right. They explained to me that my child hasn't seen another human being other than her mother and father. So we've only just come into the park and you're the second person that's happened to, that the child was wide-eyed for another human being. So the one thing I've realized is that Six-month-old babies are also losing out an awful lot of life yeah. and yeah. loving yeah. and connecting with other than their parents. And yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just couldn't go. I, I was transfixed. It was like she would not let me go. It was very, very young. Anyway, sorry. That, that, it was just a lovely moment and made me understand something that I hadn't thought about. Yeah, I think there's and there's been a, there's been a few a bit of research about kind of neurological development, especially with very very young, ah. and them not you know um, or newborns or you know who've been born into this world at this moment um, and not having that contact um, is is you know what impact will that have later? It's you know it's an unknown. It's it's interesting. But if they're newborn, the contact of mum and dad are sort I of guess, enough yeah, for a maybe, certain amount of time. Yeah, so and, maybe. But I think with, yeah, yeah, I think with the six month old, they're developed enough to want to make contact elsewhere. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why it was so. You know, anyway. Well, uh, sort of a segue, uh, <laughs> tenuous segue into, um, so we, we kind of started talking about this last week and um, so I thought why not carry on the conversation. So the topic is kind of thinking about aging, or get, not aging, but getting older, you know, um, and we all, like it, it's happening every single day, like we can't avoid it. Um, Unless there's a magic pill that I know about, but I, I don't think that's the case. Um, so, uh, um, you know, what, what that means and the sort of, I guess, both positive and negative experiences in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, everyday life and, and, and how we manage it um, and, and kind of what periods of life have been better or worse or more you know different and I guess Donald I'm going to kick off with you because this was something that you were quite interested in and and uh, it's I suppose because as I um, as I try and reinvent myself as whatever I'm going to do creatively in life you know even before all this lockdown virus stuff happened 
I'm thinking, you know, how do I sell myself? What are my skills? What am I able to bring to the table? What will I leave behind me? What's the trail going to be? All those sorts of things. And uh, I, I used to say when I was a bit younger that I'm fairly fit for an old fart. And now I've just claimed my old fartness and I say I'm fit for an old fart. I, I wrote, um, I wrote an, I applied, I expressed interest in a uh, one or two session online writing for radio course. And the fellow who is, is offering to do this for people said, you know, why do you want to do this? And I just, I, I trotted out the fit for an old fart line. And then I decided to put that I'm, I'm now 63 years young or at the age of 63 year young um, because I still feel like, like I'm emerging and I don't mean just from lockdown, but I'm still making discoveries and want to know things. And, you know, is that going to keep me young forever on some level? The curiosity factor and the like, who am I? And what does this all mean? And why am I doing this? Those questions have never gone away. But I, I think the youth thing is about always developing and not being stagnant uh, and being stuck and, and not giving in to, you know, without being unrealistic about what your capabilities or limitations are, I, I I want to be somebody who keeps on pushing my boundaries, and that's kind of the way I want to age. I'm also thinking about I've been thinking about uh, jokingly I asked my partner, well, am I aging gracefully or disgracefully, mm. or or both or none of the above and all of that. So you know, I I guess I I would like to get even more in touch with my disgraceful side without losing whatever grace I may have acquired over the decades. I love that. And I think, I think there's also something in um, surrounding yourself with different aged people as well, which kind of keeps you youthful and keeps you engaged. And I think that's often a mistake that people make is they surround themselves with only people of their peer group, you know, that their age group. And the you know there's so much to gain from on both um, ends of the scale, right? Y- young people spending time with older people, and older people spending time with younger people, and we we do that less and less now. And 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 I think there's something to be gained definitely with with kind of you know being you know immersed with different different experiences and different age groups. And I forget which. Scandinavian country it is that is a real model um, for um, integrated living between older and younger people. It's 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 a it's a program or it's some place or something where where young people were brought in to live in you know a, a care home for seniors or something. So it's it's transformed itself and it's trans transformed lives on both sides of of the generation gap. Mm. It's bridged the gap, and and that seemed like such a beautiful model to carry forward in other places. Um, yeah, yeah, Malcolm, you were agreeing there, and I know you're you have quite a kind of strong philosophy about um, having conversations with young people. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 th- I think it's I think it's probably easier for me because of because I don't have. I mean, there's a number of things that are easier for me, and that is not. Uh, it's having sort of 
a certain amount of this doesn't mean to say this i don't think this is necessarily the right way but it's, it's happened in my life and that is i have probably more freedom because i don't have many responsibilities really in life and that sort of made it easier for me to make connections with younger people um and i only i only really begin to get stimulated by younger people really um i don't i, don't, I mean i don't just mean sort of in their 20s but i mean people like hyacinth and and, and people on, on on this platform it seems to me that the, my curiosity is always interested in what younger people have to say half the time i don't agree but that also is stimulating because it means i can then challenge or ask questions and then um then there's a sort of a, a to and fro of ideas and thoughts and that sort of feeling keeps me and my brain and has for many, many years um, not worrying too much about age, to be honest, and about getting old. And I mean, all, I mean, all the stuff that, oh, oh, I mean, the people of my generation often talk about getting old quite a bit, and much of it is to do with the physical thing or illness. And I understand that completely. But I, I think for me, it, while I don't have major physical problems um just age-related stuff uh, it seems clearer and clearer to me the only thing that's going to keep me going in my life and be ha happy in my head is actually getting my head stimulated as much as i can with people uh, don't irritate me and often that is to do with younger people um, um the only other zoom thing i do um i joined purely and simply because it's an East End community thing um, because it's to do with different generations. Uh, and, and, and I feel relaxed with that, like I do on this platform, because we have different ideas and different ages. I feel relaxed, therefore I get stimulated and therefore enjoy it. Um, but my main loss to do with age My, my most negative thing to do with age is not to do with the physical thing or dying or and all that. You know, they're things I can't do much about. It's to do with loss. And that is, it's to do with being alone and being in a family. Being in a family, when a friend dies, as you get older, terrible loss and very sad and harrowing for etc but that person has family left to comfort them and to support them through the sadness and through the loss if actually you're alone when you get older of course i'm being a bit personal here or all the time probably but because i can't speak for all the old people they're in different situations what what happens if you're my age and you don't have lots of friends through choice and you only have a few very very close friends if one or two of them die you can't go to family if you don't have family for comfort and solace and, and support so that loss is the one that reminds me of of age and aging more than anything else and that's not to put down the idea of the sadness that people in families have. It's just a different situation. But my idea of loss is that. That's when I feel about 
aging most when one of the half a dozen good friends dies i then think about my own uh, age mm. Mm. I'll, I'll get to joyous things later <laughs> <laughs> does anyone want to add something to that or comment i i haven't read the um i forget where i found it anyway there's there's some organization called adults without children and I think they're um, advocates for, supporters of, disseminators of information about what that means, because that, that is a way, uh, it's, a, it's a big concern for some, you know, some members of my generation and, and older and younger and whatnot, if you don't have, because Malcolm, do you, are, are, were you an only child? Um. Do you have siblings that you're... It's, just, it's, it's probably for another program, but I had one abusive brother, so I sort of don't consider him a brother, really. I mean, I haven't seen him for 35 years because I did that. I, I elbowed him out of my life, really. No, I don't want that sort of love. And, and So, like, no, really, if you, know, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, but uh, I, I asked that only because of... Um, uh, the notion that it's not only adults without children, but it's if you happen to have no close family members. My older sister, whom I was very, very close to, like a second mother, she she died 25, 26 years ago. And I'm I'm pretty much estranged from my older brother. But I have a daughter and now grandkids. My grandkids are obviously going to be taking care of me when I, when I get older. <laughs> we haven't discussed that yet. Um, and I'm, I'm joking, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, other family members and good friends and stuff. So I guess I don't, I don't, I, I, it's interesting to hear your perspective. I, I, I really, it's different. because it's, it's somewhat different from mine and, and you know, radically different. And, uh, you know, I, that's why stumbling upon that adults without children on Twitter or something, I just thought, Oh, okay. Well, there's another Avenue I don't know a lot about. And, so go carry on. That, yeah. That's all I wanted to say initially. Donald, don't get me wrong. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting forward that we, we're all different. We're all in different situations in different circumstances. And the idea of loss and aging affects us differently depending on what circumstances we're in. Yeah, I got it. Hmm. Antonia, how about you? You, I mean, you live with your granddaughter, right? So you're, you've got, Um, what can I say about that? I just, it, but before I forget, the, the country that um, Donald wanted to remember is Sweden. Mm -hmm. They have this housing thing that young people and old people live together uh, so that they can promote happiness. It's Sweden. Um, yes. I, I think I am a bit uh, fortunate because I've been, I, I have children who have got children and most of the, they are working. So most of their early years, they used to come to me all the time that even people will ask them, do you live with your mom or your grandmother? Because they're always with me. But now, uh, the first three, they've, they've, they've grown. You know, the eldest one, is, tw is she will be 24. Um, and Mia is, is 22. She's just gone 22. 
and the other one is going to be 18. But there are three that are behind that are really under the age of 15, or two are be below 10, and one is about 11. So, and they, they've moved away far away now that is very difficult. But I still have the connection because I FaceTime them sometime, mm -hmm. And we talk on the phone and they are missing me and I'm missing them because of this lockdown. I, I don't have problems with that part. There, there's no loss. But I will go back when my husband died 11 years ago. After 42 years, I thought that was it. And I think I can identify with my... If I didn't have no family or, or children, I, I think I would have... Um, been so lonely and really it would have taken me longer to get out of it because my children it, it happened in summertime and they had six weeks holiday and all of them came to my house my grandchildren just came and their family just left them and they come in the evening they bring food and all the rest of everybody was so helpful so that loss the the, the impact of it was minimized in a way because I had people around me. I can, you know, but if I go back to when I first came here, my, my brother and myself, we were uh, uh, two out of six siblings who came to, you know, from, from Africa. And when he passed, he was only 36. I cut off everybody because it, it's as if, my whole life was taken because when I came, he, he was the one who met me at the airport. When I'm not in, in, um, in my dig, in, in the hostel, I go to him in, in uh, Gloucester to see him. He always sent me ticket to come and weekend I come, I stay with him and his wife and come back to go to college on Monday. And I didn't want to. I said, why? That is the only connection I have with my family, and it's gone. And that took me a long time. I didn't speak to anybody from home. I just cut them off. I know it's, it's hard when you don't have anybody uh, as such. That, and when friends, when they pass, or anybody that you have relationship with, um, it's always sad and it's always painful. So, but we just have to, to um, manage things. I, I, I didn't think I would be able to cope when my husband died because I can say how many times in, in that 42 years that we were apart, everything we did together and that really, and people were worried, really worried about me, but I came out of it. So um, you just have to take life uh, as it comes. Now uh, I'm more pensive about about my life. I, there are not many things that is worrying me. Uh, for Mia, I know she has to go out and and make a life for herself. Even now, you know, because she's going back to work, and and we do not know how it's going to pan out, whether she can go out and come back in. She has to move and, and stay somewhere so that we will know clear guide, guidelines what the 
the government is doing. So that sort of upheaval and, and things that is going on that is beyond one's control is, is something that is worrying, you know. Um, and for older people, uh, it, it, it seems to think their life is being taken away from them and decisions that affect them is more limited than before when they're younger. That's how I feel, you know, um, yeah. Can I ask you a question? It's sort of related. Um, I guess I can open this up to everyone. Um, Are you the person that you thought you would be when you were thinking of you at the age that you are now? It never occurs to me because I'm always on the go. I just think it's really, um, it must be such affecting to say, uh, I, I thought, you know, one is invincible. You can do anything. Yeah, and nothing will face you that if you put your mind at it, you will do it. That is, that is the sort of things that are instilled in me. And I take that ethos, that, that notion in my head, that to say nothing can beat me. I can do all things, you know, uh, through the one who created me, who give, you know, all things I can do if I put my mind to it. Because human beings, we've got this resilience that if we really try, no matter what age, you will be able to. Physically, it might be, you know, be impossible. But mentally, if you put your mind to it, you will be able to do something and, and get some results from it. It's always profitable. You might need to adjust your, your expectation and, and to say, that, well, maybe this. But realistically, you will still be able to do something. You know, that is how I look at it. I, I know I cannot do a marathon now, but I can jog around the, the, the park and still get my exercise. I know I cannot, there some things, there will be limitation, but you can walk around that and still get some sort of uh, pleasure and some sort of result, positive result from it. That's how I feel. I never say no, because it, it, I think maybe it's because of my uh, background that there's so much that I, has gone through. And actually, I'm not from West Indies, I'm from Africa, you know, and to think of like what we have seen this week of what happened, that makes you to be more determined to say, I will not give up on it because life matters and people are ready to, to uh, you know, they, they want to categorize you. And if they categorize you, they can nullify you. They can, they can, they can, they can nullify you. So you've got to be really, really in your own mind to say, this is me. And you don't, you don't, you don't flinch because they are ready to demean you. That is a, it's dog eat dog. You know, people want to be mastered. The world is not supposed to be that. You are supposed to work in unison and to be in, 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 uh, in, at ease with each other not to dominate and to be want to be 
they, they, this to put somebody down. I don't know how that can happen. In my mind, I say no, because I have the same life, and you know, and my, my attitude is positive to say nobody can take that away from me because it's your choice. It's, it's what you make that people, if you put yourself out there and say, this is me, oh, I'm weak and all the rest of it, they will make you to be like that. You got to have your own mind. I've seen things that has mm -hmm. happened to me in this country that will have made me to say, to give up. But no, I just go on and do and reinvent myself. That, that is my take on it. I hope it makes sense. It does make sense. Um, I'm going to throw the ball to Hyacinth because I remember last week you, you talked about, I think when you were 27, you went, when you went to Egypt, you had this kind of awakening mm -hmm. moment. And I just wonder, at that point, if you kind of go back to that point, looking at yourself now, would you have imagined the life that you have now? Where did you think, what did you, where did you think you'd be? I, I mean, oh, if I'm thinking about things like working and living, I actually really thought that I would be living and working abroad by now. But I think... Um, with um in regards to like when you're talking about aging i wouldn't i i don't think i would have thought how i think now actually if that makes sense so at that time actually i was still i was quite mature i think for my age because i grew up from when i was about 15 or 16 i um grew up and used to really dislike my peers because i just found them very immature and childish so I had friends who were up to the age of 42 when I was 16 and 17, um, mostly females. Um, so I was always used to being with older women and I feel like I learned a lot actually. Um, so by the time I was in my 20s, I felt like I was really, uh, you know, like ready to settle down. I'd had my son, um, even though I was quite young, I'd stopped partying. I mean, all of that had stopped. By the time I was 26, I'd stopped all of that as if I was probably in my late 40s. Because I know people now at my age of 48 who are still going out partying quite a lot. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I stopped that over 20 years ago. Um, but I think now getting to this age in my late 40s, when I got to probably about 30, I started to think and feel quite differently. And then in my 40s, I started to feel um, different only because feeling, I would say, feeling more confident in myself at that age when I got to about 41, which is only seven years ago. But actually, I don't feel like I'm 48. I still feel like I could be in my 20s, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I feel like I could still be that age. And also, um, I have a partner, so he's going to be 70 this year. And I'm thinking... We can actually communicate like I'm talking to you all and actually um, speak on a level that I think, yeah, I don't know. I would have assumed I needed to be much older, but I actually don't. So I'm thinking age is just a very weird thing. It feels like when you're getting to the age you think is old, then actually the age after that is then where it becomes like the older age. It's like the goalpost keeps moving, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like when you're at school and you look at the kids who are five years above you and they seem like 
it seems like such a kind of inconceivable age to me and then it's just like it's just five years you know they're just teenagers so yeah I, I know what you mean that sort of goalpost keeps keeps moving and then you realize that actually each age isn't kind of the as old as you thought it was um, yeah, yeah. I, and I think a lot of it is down to um I think um, I can't remember who just said it it's down to state of mind as well because I've got some friends who are in their late 70s and they are doing phenomenal things one of my friends finally got her PhD at the age of 74 and I'm thinking, you know, it really is to do with like your state of mind, actually aging. I know obviously your body changes, but even now me in my late forties, my body's like changed and I, and I can't do my long distance runs that I used to do <laughs> and other stuff. But you know, and um, the state of mind really is, yeah, where it's at, I think. Thanks. Steph, do you want to try? Let's see. Tell me if it's, yeah, if it's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, just relate, yeah, quite funny to every person that's been commenting before. And I remember looking at my dad thinking, oh my God, he's 40, you know, and he's like a grown up man. And now I'm, am I 30? I never remember as well. And I have to remember my age. I'm 38, I think. I'm going to be 39 this year. Or am I 37? Anyway, I'm in my late 30s. And it's, uh, growing up, I was often told I liked being around older people and I really like actually being around elderly people um, that's been like throughout my life and people would say to me oh you you're an old soul and I didn't quite understand it at the time but now that I'm older I feel that I'm really immature I mean so it's quite a strange thing now I look at myself and think you're still that little girl that's trying to make, make sense of who she is and navigate the world and uh, and I think there's maybe something also as a as a woman it's I guess it's different for every woman but becoming your own woman um, and taking your place in the world as a woman and when you don't have children and you still don't know if you want children getting older also has yeah other implications and so yeah sorry I'm throwing quite a lot of it's like a bit of stream of consciousness kind of uh, talking but yeah, yeah that's in a nutshell how I feel about getting older and yeah and I yeah I don't I, I quite like places where you actually what um, I think Martin was saying that these spaces where people just come together regardless of age because I, I don't really look at a person and think oh you're you know you're 70 or and the conversation will be different because you're 20 or so I like these spaces where you can actually be of different ages exchanging and, and connecting so it doesn't really matter how, how old you are um, and where where do you find those spaces because i find that they're increasingly hard to find and i think that's what's so difficult also about yeah places like, like london it's actually i don't really know of any of these yeah i don't really know these places anymore but i think more like yeah anytime there's a maybe more of a community event or and you're like, oh, this is great, you know, this is how it should be. You've got um, a child playing with someone who's 70 or, you know, what Malcolm was describing about connecting with a little six-month-old. Six it's, it's amazing. And I think also being able to yeah, reinvent yourself, which quite a few people have just mentioned, uh, is something that we always talk about with my partner. It's, you know, being, making sure that we keep being curious and, and also just sometimes just letting yourself behave like 
a 10 year old or even five, you know, and that's what we do together. Um, and with my friends as well, I think we've got the ability of, you can have serious conversations, but you can also be playful and not forget that there is always going to be that child in you. Yeah. I, I like what you said about, yeah, I think, um, especially for women, there's, there's this kind of expectation that you kind of all do things at certain age and, you know, there's the kind of, obviously the pressure to have children because you can't have them at any, you know, eternally so that there's the cutoff point. So there's that kind of pressure of, you know, people asking, you know, okay, so when, when are you going to have ch children? It's not, are you, it's when, um, which is interesting there, there is that kind of constant expectation and then and then it goes I think once you get to a certain point it's like okay you're not fine um, but yeah that that's an interesting one um, yeah thanks for that Amar we haven't heard much from you so I'm just um, want to give you the throw the ball over to you okay <laughs> uh, I don't know I mean Age, age for me is 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 a double-edged sword, isn't it? Really, I mean, I, I remember growing up. Uh, even though I grew up on fairly firm ground compared to some of the harrowing stories you come across that I've been reading this week, I was fundamentally very insecure. I think as a child, I didn't really know who I was or or my place in the world, and and maybe the part of that was informed by my background. So I didn't really grow up having too many role models that looked like me. Uh, and I guess from an early age, what I craved was some kind of self-assurance, you know, feeling feeling comfortable in my skin somehow. And it's something you do read about quite a lot when, when this topic crops up. There's a lot of people, particularly from uh, minority backgrounds, people that are in that in-between state, they crave, they crave that sense of belonging, that sense of self-assurance. And that can take a lifetime to achieve. So when I, when I was young, I, if I wanted anything, that's what I wanted. I think I just wanted to feel as though I was confident about who I was and what I believed in and what I was all about as a person. And uh, in the context of aging, that's been one of the, the real advantages of getting older that I feel as though, you know, it's a work in progress, but at 40 years old, I'm getting closer to that point for sure. But the, the downside of aging also is that, you, you know, you, you have to say goodbye to people, right? You have, you experience more and more loss the older you get. And personally, that chips away at you quite a lot. You know, I feel myself wearing the more that happens. And, I, and that's not just death that you experience. It's also friendships as well, the people you have to say goodbye to. Uh, and as we get older, it's harder to make friendships, as I'm sure some of the people in this group will attest to. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. You know, I put myself about as much as I can, but it's, it's not like when you're growing up, right? It's, not, it's very hard to feel that, that sense of, uh, companionship in the moment and, and the joy of, of 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 being together and making friends for the first time uh but it's something that like nonetheless you try and you try and you crave and you try and go after as you get older but the attitude i guess is what sustains me to try and feel youthful in attitude as much as society tries to look at age through the prism of, of looks that is to me what aging gracefully is is all about it's, it's approaching life with a with a hunger with a with a, a curiosity in every aspect and, and there's still so much that I, I i want to do that i look forward to that i haven't done yet but it's a complex it's a it's a delicate complex thing for everybody i think mm. thank you yeah i i think that 
that sort of um, that I, I hear that a lot where there's a moment where you're kind of that insecurity just goes <laughs> and that is something to do with age like you you can't deny it obviously some people you know continue in that kind of insecurity but I think most people that get to a point where it's like okay this is who I am you know and I'm okay with it and it, sometimes it takes you know quite hard work to get to that point but that does that does seem to go with getting older and you get to a point where you don't you don't you're not kind of constantly seeking approval um which i think is, is something that you've got so little personal experience to go on haven't yeah. you so you're going on yeah. other people's experience and it's very hard for you to appreciate that take it in uh, believe it when, when you're younger but as you get older you obviously acquire more life experience wisdom as, as some people call it and that can instill confidence in each of us right uh so that's something to to try and build on as much as much as we can I mean, peer pressure as well when you're growing up, right? It's a horrible thing, peer pressure. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that it disappears completely, but peer pressure is nothing at 40, 50, 60 compared to how it was when you're growing up as a teen. Being a teen can be horrendous, <laughs> awful. Remember how nasty people were when you're growing up. It's, so in that sense, it's good to get older. It's good to realize that you, you can be your own person. You're not, you're not at the whim of idiots. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Less idiots. <laughs> Less idiots, yeah. yeah. Does anyone want to um, react to anything that has been said so far? Yeah, Donald. Oh, I've, I've been taking notes because, again, this is sort of what I do. You know, we're like mirrors for each other, and we're looking in, on these screens. These screens are like mirrors, and I realize, you know, I can look at each one of you, and I see other – I, I, I frac, fragment and fracture off, off of your – your reflection. So I really, I really have appreciated that. Uh, no, a lot of things. Uh, I was thinking about, um, I was reminded of being, oh, I was in my mid thirties and my sister, 14 years or older, we were walking towards my mother's grave. And I remember thinking, this isn't so much about age, but it is actually, I remember thinking, God, we're the most important people here right now because we're the next generation. I've just moved up into that place now that my, you know, to whatever kind of influence I might have within my family, but also within society. Also, after my sister died, just two years later or so, um, I, 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 one of my recovery modes was to go to this organization called Pathways, uh, which provided uh, 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 nourishment of all kinds for uh, for people who were either facing terminal illness chronic illness or uh, grief and loss. So I, I was in that third category and quite happy to be in that third category and receive the largesse of, of this organization. And we wrote our own obituary. I don't know where I've got it, if it's sitting in Minneapolis or if I brought it over to London. I would love to look at that obituary now because I bet what I wrote would be, if I were to write one today, it would be vastly different because you, you asked that question, Lucia, about, you know, uh, of Antonia, when she was younger, did she think, I think it was you, Antonia, you know, th what did you think you, or Hyacinth, it was you, what did you think you would be like when you were older? I don't think I ever thought what I, what I would be like, because I was too immature or too living in the moment or something. It's only latterly, as, as, as I've said before, there's less sand in my hourglass trickling down. 
I'm thinking about what I can still do and who I can still become and what I can still learn. And I do have as a, as a mature person more confidence and seem to know myself more, but I want to keep knowing and I want to keep doing the things that are scary and exciting and throw myself into, into uh, uncomfortable yet safe enough places. And, you know, that's why I have to pay tribute to, um, in light of some of the things others have said today, these opportunities I've had through the performance side with the, in, in Rhiannon and Faith's Drown Town, I am the youngest one by, the nearest person to my age is 33 years younger. And that's remarkable that I'm there with them. And I don't, sometimes I do think about the, the distance between us numerically and otherwise, but, but often I don't. And the other thing is with the older, older women, mainly from, from uh, the Caribbean countries uh, in Posh Club, Dance Club, I love those ladies. And, and God, what, I, I just am so lucky in so many ways. And, you know, I'm glad I can recognize that. One other thing is I had a friend, a, a playwright collaborator, who, uh, when we were in our, you know, both approaching 40, he said, you know, Donald, I think of the 30s as an apprenticeship and my 40s as I'm now entering my mastery, my decade of mastery. We never talked about the 50s, 60s, or 70s. I don't know. I'd be curious to know what those decades could be considered, you know, post-mastery in your 50s or, you know, what... I know the demarcation lines are going to be different for everybody, but just that that neatness of the decade and and what that what that might mean. And and Steph, you were saying about child stuff. I I want to be mature and wise, but damn it, I'm going to be a child and dare I say infantile. I can you know with my partner, I can say the most infantile things, but there's a that's the place to do it. And and I don't want to lose that. I don't ever want to be so serious with myself that, oh God, everything I say is important and all of that. I want to be silly and stupid and make mistakes and goofy. And, and if I couldn't do that, there'd be a real uh, death inside me. So yeah, it's about getting older. is about what can I still do? What do I still want to do? What can I still do? And how can I work with that? Take it away, somebody. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> any, any, uh, and does anyone want to? Just like, just one little thing that everyone can try, I guess, if their knees are okay. But what we do sometimes with Costas, and I also do it on my own, is just I skip down the road. So it's very strange. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But when you start doing it, there is something, maybe because it's all, it's all taking you back to a different time of your life. But it's so joyful to just, it doesn't have to be, you know, huge skips and leaps. and But just that thing of, and it doesn't matter if people are watching you. It's like, actually this thing of what we can do because of what age we are. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely something society just imposes on you. So the more you liberate yourself from that and, or dancing at the bus stop if you feel like, or anything you know, that's maybe not just to do with, yeah. I skipped, I skipped in the park, in Finsbury Park with Alan the other day. He wasn't skipping, I was doing the skipping and it may have only been Alan and the ducks and the geese who were watching, but, uh, I do realize, and this goes back to the being, you know, uh, living alone or not living alone or who's around you. And I've joked with him about this. I do have a captive audience. I give a performance of some kind every night for him. Uh, and and he, can't, he can't get away. 
and it's not just because of you know I'm his carer, but uh, it's the whole lockdown thing. But I'm really lucky to have that. I'm honing my performance skills at home to an audience of one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, your skipping comment reminded me of um, I can't remember where I read it. I think it must have it might have been in a novel at some point, but it really stuck with me. Um, that moment when, yeah, I'll come to you in a sec, Malcolm. Um, the, the moment when children stop running and start walking is such an inch. It's like there's, there's a, it's sort of moving out of that free childhood into kind of being self-conscious and walk, you know, cause there, there's, you know, children just run and then suddenly they start walking and, and, and there's a kind of something that happens there. So I just thought that was, I don't know, there was something quite lovely about that kind of thinking about that transition. Malcolm, you were about to say something. I think you need to unmute yourself. Yeah. Um, What a shame after an hour. It's the first time I've really realized my age. I forgot what I was going to say. So short-term memory is what I'm talking about. What a shame. I blew it. Oh, bugger. It will oh, come, no. come back. Yeah, it will. It will. I'll remind myself of what I said to someone a couple of days ago when they asked me how I felt, and I just said, childlike. And that's how I was feeling a couple of days. And, and I think a few other people here have mentioned being a child. And really, um, I mean, if I want to talk just for a moment about my life in terms of how you feel about yourself, um, I, 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 like like many of us, I can be very serious. I can be witty. I can be stupid. I can be irritating, and I don't give a shit as long as I don't lose the occasional childlike feeling and behaving like a child and being accepted for that and not caring whether it's accepted or not, but just that feeling of being a child. It's 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 a wonderful feeling, and it's exactly the same if you believe in it and you don't, you're not embarrassed by the child in you and you're not self-conscious about the child in you, it's exactly the same as when you see a, a child in the street. You see lots of them all the time if you, if, you, if you have your eyes open. that They are being cr- creatively spontaneous just by walking along the road. They're either leaping in the air yes. or they're turning their head or they're, yes. yep. they're being creative and just being pure childishness if you capture that when you get older that will keep you happy you don't need money you don't need property you don't need a man you don't need a woman be yourself and then maybe having a good man or a good woman just comes to you maybe they'll love your childishness that would be good that was something that may not have has never happened in my life and i would love that to have happened Mm. but hey we're all going to lose things in life uh, and we mustn't think anything's going to be perfect, and I don't think we must ever think everything's going to work out because it isn't. Circumstances and society will take over, uh, bad luck will take over, all sorts of things will, will take over, but they can't take childishness away from you if you really, really want it. <laughs> uh, keep it. Antonia. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It, it, it makes me to think Malcolm comes from the same culture that I have, I come from because you know uh, growing up or uh, being a child 
it, it, you just feel comfortable. I find here, and that is what has stand me in good stead, that all my upbringing, the voice of education is keep on saying to me, you can do whatever you want to do within, you know, the parameters of what society has would. But what I find here is that uh, it's so divisive that either the, the media, which is supposed to be the bastion of the people to bring truth to, uh, uh, to, the, to the masses, are complicit with the government of the day to tell people either to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, how can I say, either to keep the, the, the truth from the people and be saying, oh yes, the older people. When this coronavirus came, they said older people. They were not explaining that sometimes when you grow older, you know, you will have multiplicity of things that is happening. And it, when something else comes, it can compromise that. And they, they never say that. They, the first thing they said is over 70, and people run with that. And they're saying, you know, even my children say, oh, they say over 70, stay at home. I felt really, really angry because I didn't feel anything. I, I know that if I do the right thing and I try to, uh, you know, implement what they say, I will be fine. You know, uh, it's so divisive, our society, where we, we try to divide people, the older people versus the younger people. That is what is happening. What is going out there is, 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 is not real. It is not the real thing. So you have to take responsibility for your own life. Now we know that this thing can happen to, to many people. They're coming back to say, is, it might be, it, they're not saying it's genetic, but they are still categorizing somebody. I told you, if they can categorize you, they can nullify you. They, they're saying now that black people are susceptible to this thing. How did they? Everything that comes, you know, I have to say, that, and I feel so aggrieved that I do not see myself as how people portray me. I, you know, I, I don't see myself as that. And age has got something to do. If you ask my children, they might have a different view, but I think they are less confident than myself because of where I am coming from. With loads of things, you have so many things that is against you. So you are always fighting to be better and to do what you know that is. You want to aspire to the best that you can be. Here, they, they suppress that and they make them to feel less than themselves. So I, to me, I think I am more fortunate in terms of how the way I think than my, they might have all this technology and all, whatever they have, these advantages, but what is in my head and how, what keeps me, they, they, I don't think they help, they, 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 the society help them to aspire to that. So within the family, you have to be saying to your children, grandchildren, this is how it goes. You, the, the, the box stops with you. If it's going to be, it, it has to be with you to create a life that you want.
age has got nothing to do with it. You, you, you know that physically, you might not be able to do some things, but mentally, you can keep yourself. And that is the, the motto that keeps you. It's, it, the, you see, this body is just a tabernacle. You can abuse it and put things in it that will make you, if you abuse your body, it will come to, back to abuse you. If you keep on smoking or drinking or doing whatever, that you know it's not good. Because this is a temple, but it's your mind. Your mind, your, your mind, how are you, you know, regenerating it? How are you making it to work for you? That is what is the, the, the point. You can be a hundred, look at a hundred and something year old who walk around the, his house and raise millions of pounds for you. He, he, he's working on the Zimmer frame, but he did what he did. That is, that is, that is my, it's not about age. It's about, this, you know, the state of mind, the state of mind. You know, everything else, it comes to, it pales to insignificance because if the mind is not, not working, look at Hawkins. He was in, he, he, he couldn't move, he couldn't, but he was still impacting his world till he went. This man was still talking, he found technology to his own advantage to communicate what he wanted to communicate. So we shouldn't, uh, you know, confine ourselves about age, about loss. That is a process that will happen. We know when we come, we are going to die. So it shouldn't be uh, uh, something that we should be afraid of because inevitably it is going to happen. But within the parameters of the life that you're given, make it count. Let it count, make, impact somebody else. Not, not, not make the world, but around you, your family, your, your, your neighbor. Do something that will make somebody else's life better. We're too insular and too parochial in our out, outlook. It's me, when it, me and my dog. No, it's not you and your dog. It's you and you, because you have to impact the world. Thanks, Antonio. I think that's a beautiful place to end. I'm just aware of time and I can see various people in the background poking their heads and round doors saying, am I allowed in yet? So um, has anyone got any sort of comment that they absolutely want to make before we go? No. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you so much, Lucia, actually, and thank you to all of you, actually, just for being part of this. Um, yeah, I would love to stay connected to you all, but um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been a lovely space. Well, I will, I will um, endeavour to continue in some way or another so that we can stay connected. And if you mm. do want to connect with each other... Um, you know, just let me know and I'll put you in touch. I've been keeping people's emails, um, you know, private because that's respectful. But if there are people that you want to connect with, I will, you know, I'll put you in touch. No problem. So, you know, just go through. I'll be your conduit. Um, so thank you, everyone. And I, I actually really hope to see 
all of you for real. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. Um, And it's been, it's been an incredible journey and I've learned so much over the last two weeks and uh, 12 weeks and just kind of got to know everyone really well. And just, I feel like we could, the next stage is because we've we've done this we 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 can be freer in in our conversation in the future because we kind of know more about each other uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's lovely so yeah i hope that we can continue in different ways it's been a lovely pl- space i think i and i've learned so much and it's it, new people coming in you know and that's why i'm saying to you please 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 if you can keep this in mind so that we can meet like this you know um some people might not be able to come to the space that we use this is a, this is an opportunity to expand this and it can become bigger and you know even much much better because you need that interaction you need that you know rubbing together and and yes we don't you we we might not agree on many things but iron sharpens iron i think you know that every time we come i bring i take something away from this platform every time i come to make me a better person i'm not being pious now i'm just speaking the truth even when i don't connect i miss it so please try and see whether you can do something that will, uh, you know, bring us together like this. Thank you very much. Okay, message heard. Welcome. Okay. You know, you know I, I, I really feel that there is a chunk of what everyone has said today about age, that if each one of those chunks got together, we'd have a really nice whole about aging. Okay. And I think we'd all feel quite um, okay about it. Because mm-hmm. there was truth in in chunks of what everyone has said today, um, and 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 the younger you are, you may not have experienced what some other people that are older that have said, mm-hmm. but actually there is truth in what everyone has said today. There is yes. some truth, and aging is about them all coming together. Mm-hmm. So yes, today's been quite a learning process for all of us, I think. Yes. Can, can we end with the kind of cheering or noise making? <laughs> On the count of three. One, two, three. Bye-bye. Take care. Hope to see everybody for real. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.